The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. The Broncos Blitz Podcast. News and analysis to help you be a better Broncos fan. Welcome in to the Broncos Blitz Podcast, presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook app. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter, at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, radio on Twitter. And, of course, our podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook app. We're today on the podcast answering some burning questions on the podcast, and we're going to get into a discussion about the most under-the-radar moves made by the Denver Broncos. And, of course, uh, we'll get in touch with one of our guests today that would be zach seegers of milehighsports.com on the podcast but first I want to tell you about our friends over there at DraftKings sportsbook america's top rated sportsbook app and i tell you what the sports landscape it is ever changing and this week is no different luckily for all the sports fans look DraftKings sportsbook america's top rated sportsbook app has you covered for a limited time DraftKings sportsbook offering a sign up bonus up to one thousand dollars here's the deal full week of action golf european soccer DraftKings sportsbook they have you covered and that's not all head on over to the app right now and check out the special odds and promotions that will be available throughout the week to help you well make it rain and i tell you what based right here in the u.s they're not offshore so you know your funds are safe and secure you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience and to top it all off DraftKings sportsbook they offer the best sign up offers to date right now you don't want to miss it go check it out with the promo code mhs download the top rated DraftKings sportsbook app and use the promo code mhs when you sign up for a limited time all new users can get a sign up bonus up to a thousand dollars that's code mhs to get your sign up bonus up to a thousand dollars only at DraftKings sportsbook you got to be 21 or older and in colorado bonus is comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires a 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right. I want to start with the question that we're going to talk about today as our main topic for the podcast, the Broncos Blitz podcast. And you can follow on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. And that's what's the most under the radar move made by the Denver Broncos. And we're going to go on offense and defense for this. And for that discussion, I'm going to bring in my guest today, Zach Seegers of MileHighSports.com. You can, of course, read up on his writing, follow him on Twitter, a lot of great stuff. Zach, we appreciate you joining me. Uh, let's get it started with the most under the radar offensive move that the Denver Denver Broncos made I have one in mind let's see if yours is the same you know I I, th- I think I'm gonna have to go with Albert Okwebenon you know people haven't been talking I've mentioned Cushenberry before as mm-hmm. like a, the Broncos really needed a center and he filled that hole and I, I think Cushenberry's a big one but if we really want to go under the radar I think Okwebenon he's already got the chemistry with Locke from their time in college and he's kind of that rare athlete at tight end like Noah Fant you see a uh, 12 personnel that being a uh, uh, having two tight ends out on the field and one running back become kind of this new, uh, the new hot formation in the NFL. Um, and Okwebenam can block, and he's going to be a really valuable red zone weapon for the Broncos. He's got size, he's got speed, he's a little bigger and a little faster than Noah Fant. Health was the big concern for him in uh, in, in college, but you know, it, not many teams are going to have an answer for those two guys running up the seam. It's, it, it's a mismatch nightmare. And, uh, the Broncos have two of them now on the roster. I think that'll, uh, 
open up a lot of things for Drew Locke, especially in a shortened offseason where he won't have uh, as many opportunities to build that chemistry with Jerry Judy, to build that chemistry with KJ Hamler. Um, you know, he's going to have it already there uh, in regards to Okwebenon. Yeah, I tell you what, you you stole a name right out of my hat in Albert Okwebenon because uh, I think – you know, you could make an argument that the tight end room was actually pretty solidified with Noah Fant from last year, but boy, if there was ever a tight end that you're just going to kind of take a mid-round flyer on, wouldn't it be the guy who caught the passes from your franchise quarterback in college? I, I really like the pick of Okawebana. I'll go uh, something different for the sake of being different. I tell you what, I this is a guy we just don't simply talk about. Uh, you mentioned Lloyd Cushenberry in the center, but the Graham Glasgow signing, one of the very first signings in this free agency, and I think a lot of people are forgetting, truly solidifies that interior. What's the one thing that we always see cornerbacks, no matter how talented they are, from Patrick Mahomes to Tom Brady, the one thing that bothers them greatly on the field, and that's pressure up the middle, right in their face, get in their kitchen, collapse that pocket. It changes how they look at the field. This is a Denver Broncos offensive line that I think, make no mistake, a lot of people are going to look at the edges. Those are going to get the headlines, and they're going to say, boy, at 72, I can't believe he's still in the NFL, regardless on the Denver Broncos. And quite frankly, the right tackle position has been pretty bad as well. But this is an interior offensive line for the Denver Broncos that I like a lot. Dalton Reisner, obviously, look, everybody knows the story. He's been a very quality player so far. You expect that to continue. Lloyd Cushenberry is getting a lot of remarks from coaching staff and maybe the most the the remarks that stand out to me the most is the fact that everybody talks about his intelligence his his smarts everything above the shoulders is there and that's what you need with a young quarterback in particular a guy who's kind of got his back and uh, almost acts as a secondary quarterback to see who's the mic who's blitzing here is this something potentially that drew lock may have missed and they got that in the interior but again i can't stress enough of the fact that graham glasgow solidifies that interior and again a guy that you know we probably don't talk about because he's an offensive lineman and offensive line is boring and this and that yada yada and he was one of the earlier free agency signings but uh, I really like the Graham Glasgow pick in the middle let's move to the defensive side of things Uh, go ahead with Graham Glasgow one more last point yeah I I love that signing too I think you're you're dead on under the radar and uh, he's in an elite group of guards here. Last season, there were just three guards who were penalized uh, three times or fewer and allowed zero sacks on the quarterback. Zach Martin, Quinton Nelson, and Graham Glasgow. Ah, and yes. uh, Broncos, like you said, sneaky, sneaky good interior offensive line now. Uh, I think what gets lost in the Broncos offensive line troubles is that most lines in the NFL are pretty bad now. That inside is is rock solid for the Broncos. Yeah, you said no sacks and you sold me there. That's all I needed to hear. Uh, Music to my ears. Zach Seegers joining us on the podcast, of course, presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Let's switch to the defensive side of the things. Uh, The most – look, it's – I think it may be a bit tough to find the under-the-radar selection here on defense because, quite frankly, a lot of their moves were a little bit more higher profile. But uh, give me your under-the-radar move on defense. You know, I think if we're going to go for one from from this offseason period, I'm going to say re-signing Jeremiah Tachu. Mm, okay. uh, right now I'm going back and watching the – right now I'm going back and watching the 2015 Broncos uh, film. And what an asset – 
that team had in regards to the stable of pass rushers. They had Shaq Barrett uh, making big plays. They had Shane Ray making big plays. Of course, Miller and Ware as well. But just keeping those guys constantly fresh and never giving the quarterback a time to breathe, I think that's huge. And and one that's getting forgotten about because it happened last offseason, but he, he's pretty much an addition to the roster this year, Bryce Callahan. Yeah. You know, he was – the best slot slot cornerback in the NFL the last two uh, seasons he was healthy. The Broncos, as we all know, shallow at cornerback. If he comes back from that foot injury, he could be the best uh, player of the secondary outside Justin Simmons. You know, uh, I, I think those are very solid names solely because, look, uh, you know, again, we, we, we want to – we want to play the game today of under the radar. And so, uh, you know, obviously, look, you know, Jarrell Casey – AJ Boye, those are not under the radar moves. Those are very high profile moves. So I like the Itachi one because boy, he really came on strong towards the end. I'm gonna throw one out here because boy did he play well last year until he got hurt. And that's the one year deal for Devontae Bosby. Uh eight hundred million uh eight hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollar contract. Uh, of course, this was a guy who played very, very well last year until he landed on IR. Uh, and so Bosby uh, gets to come back and, uh, you know, potentially be one of those corners that I think, you know, you, you start to wonder how Denver's going to um, utilize the, the corner room differently this year with the addition of uh, AJ Boye and obviously Bryce Callahan by default coming in, but who emerges from this kind of crop of like, you know, I, I think you have some solid players here, but it seems like Isaac Yadam on the down, Bosby on the up, Harris had a lot of up and down, and so I, I wonder how they're going to utilize it, it, those guys if one of them steps up, and if he's healthy, I wonder if it's Bosby who kind of becomes uh, this next individual, so certainly going to be interesting. Yeah, you know, you, you mentioned that bunch. You've got Isaac Yadam, you know, Devonna Harris and, and Bowsby c- competing for that spot, uh, being one of those starting three cornerbacks. And, yeah, I, I think Bowsby was my favorite of those guys last year. Uh, it, it, the one thing I worry about with Bowsby is how is he going to return from that injury that was pretty mm-hmm. grisly uh, uh, seeing it live. But I'm right with you. I, I think Bosby's not getting near enough love. He He's my favorite to uh, be the week one starter there alongside Callahan and Bouye. Yeah, I mean, this was an individual who, uh, who said he never lost conscious. He was just paralyzed for 30 minutes. Um, so, of course, uh, a guy who was a star in the AAF, the now defunct AAF, certainly uh, flashed promise. And for Denver to say, you know what, we're going to give this guy another chance. Hopefully he comes back healthy. And, boy, if he does, all of a sudden you look at that corner room a little differently. You know, something we've been talking about on the podcast this week as we start to uh, switch gears here. Uh, I, I want to get this uh, topic out of the way before we let you go, Zach. What's the one move that you've been most impressed by this offseason from John Elway? Uh, The one that's impressed you the most, but also give me the biggest mistake. Let's start with the one that impressed you the most. Oh, that's tough. I think the one that impressed me the most is is, uh, drafting Jerry Judy. I mean, it fell into his lap but it changes this offense so, so, so much. It, it opens things up for Noah Fant. It opens things up for Cortland Sutton. It'll open things up for Philip Lindsay and Melvin Gordon in the running game. Um, you, you know, I think adding that weapon, and again, I guess we did know this by the, by the time of the draft, 
But coronavirus is really going to affect this offseason and affect how these rookies translate to the NFL. And in Jerry Judy, the Broncos are getting, you know, an incredibly driven uh, a player who, who loves the game. And I think that that means a lot in regards to these players being busts or not. And also, he's a freakish talent who's ready to go. You look at the traits he already possesses, and they translate well to the NFL. You look through the past several draft classes, which wide receivers have you know, done the best moving from college to the NFL. It's not the freak athletes, the Laquan Treadwells or the Corey Coleman's who, oh, wow, they've got all these incredible athletic intangibles mm. or tangibles, but they they don't have the route running ability. It's going to take them a while to learn that NFL playbook. Those guys often flame out and, and you see the route runners, the guys who don't have all these the flashy 40 yard dash times or the the run after catch highlights like CeeDee Lamb and, and Henry Ruggs. Uh, it's the route runners like Michael Thomas that end up, you know, making a early and lasting impression in this league. And I think Judy really has a, has a good chance to win offensive rookie of the year as a wide receiver. And, and that's pretty rare. Yeah, boy, if he turns out anything like Michael Thomas, sign me up, baby. <laughs> That'd be amazing for this Denver Broncos offenses. Uh, look, getting that separation off the line, uh, allowing for bigger windows for your quarterback uh, could prove very, very fruitful for the Denver Broncos in Jerry Judy. Uh, what was the one move that maybe disappointed you the most? Again, you know, we all talk very positive about the Broncos, and I think rightfully so, because this is offseason that look I, I think John Elway did a very nice job and I try to speak on a very unbiased standpoint they they let Jerry Judy uh, you know a lot of people were talking about Jerry Judy uh, needing to trade up to eight needing to trade up to ten utilize those assets instead it falls into their lap they utilize the money that they could leverage to to get AJ Boye and Jarrell Casey they somehow re-sign uh, Shelby Harris for uh, uh, pennies I mean, and there was a lot of good that happened but there was oh. some bad as well, too. What was the one mistake that John Elway made this offseason? Yeah, I think it's the mixed messaging at the tackle position. And and that's that's a mix of not doing anything and not picking up Garrett Bull's fifth-year option. Mm. The fifth-year option is such a low, low-risk deal. You know, let's say Garrett Bull's pops this season. I don't think he will. I don't think most people do. But the fifth-year option is such a small risk that, you know, even if Garrett Bull's doesn't, pop you're okay with giving that to him and and i think not giving it to him says very clearly uh this guy's not going to be on our roster next season um i think you don't hand out the the fifth year option if you think there's like a less than 10 percent chance that player's on your roster the following season or you want that player to be on your roster the following season and if that's the case if you have that little faith in garrett bowles how do you not add a tackle this offseason? Mm. I get not adding a tackle this offseason if you believe, hey, we've seen progression under Mike Munchak. You know, he did a better job in pass pro. The holdings are still a problem, but we're hoping to fix that. We really believe in Garrett Bowles and, and think he can finally develop into that franchise left tackle. But then you pick up the fifth year option, doing adding no insurance behind Garrett Bowles, and then also not picking up the fifth year option is just such a confusing mixed message to me. And it's a risky one, too. You're looking at Drew Locke, who I don't think he's injury-prone by any means, but he did miss the first half of his rookie year with an injury. And you're setting him out there with a, a very unsettled uh, tackle situation. And uh, I, I think that can be concerning. Yeah, look, uh, anytime you talk about the Denver Broncos offense, I think the immediate first thing you ask is, okay, well, who's the quarterback? Well, I think we've, we've basically solved that with Drew Locke. And then you ask... 
Well, who's who's blocking for him? And is it still 72? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, look, you, you know, the hope uh, – and look, I, I talk about this a lot. Pro Football Focus had uh, Garrett Bowles actually graded out pretty well in the final five games. I don't want to say Pro Football Focus is the Bible. I don't follow them blindly, but I will say this. I know they that my eyeballs tell me – that that offensive line in general looked better when Drew Locke was out on the field. I think that has everything to do with Drew Locke and not so much the offensive line getting better, but that's just my take. Agreed. But then, you know, uh, let's put ourselves in John Elway's chair. All right. If if you think there's a chance that Garrett Bowles is developing and you see how few quality starting left tackles are out there and you think Garrett Bowles has the chance to be one, give him the fifth year option. It really doesn't cost that much. And, you know, worst case, you're you're paying a, a contract to a guy that'll probably, you know, maybe you regret it, but he's a great swing tackle or that sixth offensive lineman in case Jawan James continues to have injury problems or uh, in case whoever the future left tackle is struggles or whatever. You have that option. I just if I don't understand uh, uh, compounding those decisions of the trotting Garrett Bowles is really the only left tackle. Uh, on the roster, him or Elijah Wilkinson, and then also not picking up his fifth-year option. It's like putting confidence in him, but also making it clear you don't have confidence in him. Yeah, and and you know what's funny is this actually could backfire in a way on the Broncos with the idea that, look, if it, if Garrett Bowles all of a sudden the light bulb goes off, and, and like you mentioned, I, I feel like we have to preface this by saying I don't think this is going to happen because or else they'll show up with pitchforks at my apartment. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. But, boy, if it does, <laughs> well, then all of a sudden it's like, okay, man, we, we kind of want to keep this guy. Do we, do we, do we dare say we yeah. need Look. this guy? Like, I, I don't know, just very, uh, a very strange situation that continues to play out at left tackle. Look at the Titans with Jack Conklin. You know, they, sure. they decided sure. not to pick up his fifth year option. He finally pops in that final year, has a good season and they just can't afford to resign him. He goes signs with the Browns. And then in, in the draft, the Titans have to reach a ton, take a tackle that should go in the middle of the second round uh, at the bottom of the first. You know, I, I it's a gamble. All right. Well, of course, we'll continue to keep up with what's going on on the uh, Broncos roster as training camp approaches. Like, crush your fingers. The hope is that we have a training camp. The hope is that us as media can actually go cover it as well, too. And if we do get the chance, we will continue to have, of course, the Broncos Blitz podcast live from the location. And I'm sure, Zach, you'll join me at some point as well, too. Should be a lot of fun. We appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, uh, give them the Twitter account and what you're working on on my life sports.com uh, so that they can check out your work uh thanks ronnie they can find me uh on twitter at zach z-a-c-h underscore s-e-g-a-r-s uh and then on my got an article out today looking at a uh, pff's rankings of all the nfl rosters and uh got another one i'm working on ranking all of the broncos uh defensive additions from this offseason looking at that at the tachu signing and uh, the rest of them Terrific stuff as always. We appreciate it. Thank you, Zach. Thanks, Ronnie. Have a good one, man. So, again, appreciate Zach Seegers joining us on the program. It's presented by, of course, DraftKings America's top-rated sports book 
app. We are all done for the program. Appreciate you tuning in. Of course, you can follow on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio on Twitter. And always at MileHighSports.com where we got a bunch of writing up there from Zach as well as the podcast archived. Again, that's MileHighSports.com. And if you do so like the podcast or uh, appreciate what we're doing, hey, give us five stars on the many locations that you can find this podcast. That'd be Spreaker, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, or, of course, at MileHighSports.com. Again, presented by our friends over there at DraftKings America's top-rated sportsbook app. I appreciate you tuning in. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow on Twitter at Ronnie K. Radio. And for more archives on the Broncos Blitz podcast, that's MileHighSports.com. Find it at MileHighSports.com. Later, y'all. To listen to previous versions of the Broncos Blitz podcast, visit MileHighSports.com or subscribe to the Broncos Blitz wherever you get your podcast.